This is episode 18 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about running after an extended break. Our scavenger hunt list for this week is Christmas lights, a race medal, something icy, a star, and a reindeer. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Sue. And I'm Katie. And this is season three of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, we are still trying to do that, among other things, getting ready for the holiday season. And it's really starting to feel like that time of year up here. We got actually a significant amount of snow today, a couple inches, I'd say. And I've seen from funny pictures posted on Facebook that apparently the whole nation is having a cold spell except for Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was 79 today. (laughs) 79, that is crazy. And how are you dealing with that? Um, It's beautiful. I like it. Terrible. (laughs) not happy, but I could live in 79 all year long. Does Brad, like, miss having snow for Christmas or no? Do you miss having snow for Christmas? Yes. Yes, is his definitive answer. He's not a native Floridian? No, he is trying to convince me to move somewhere where it's cold. Yeah, That's crazy, don't do that. (laughs) Speaking uh, as someone who lives somewhere it's cold, don't bother. Um, I'm not saying don't get out of Florida. But <laughs> well, we were kind of talking the Carolinas, so it's not cold all the time, but it's it's not like Minnesota, but it's not Florida either. Okay. So speaking of the Carolinas, how's it going for you, Katie? Are are you in the midst of a cold spell as well? Um, we are kind of. <laughs> it, it's that in between. I mean, we've had literally a roller coaster of temperatures in the past 72 hours. So, um, Sunday was colder. It was only a high of about 48. But then today it was back up to 70. So, you know, you name the day and the temperature will be completely different in 24 hours. That, that sounds like a manageable range to me, though. Like 48, it's cold. I'm not saying it's not cold. But it's it's still not too bad, you know? Like, it's right. doable. And then 70 where is where it's just starting to get warm, but not too much that it's not what Megan's dealing with. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, Carolinas are a good way to go, Megan. <laughs> yeah. So, how have things been going for you guys? Uh, Megan, you had a track meet this past week, is that right? I did. We came in second again. Nice. Which is still good. It was fun. Uh, We're killing ourselves in the 800, basically. We don't get any points for it. And so we lose all of the points for the longer distances. And we had, I think my sixth grade girls got disqualified for something stupid, I think. There's a rule where you can't have jewelry on at all. Whether it's small earrings or not, I'm not sure what the rule stems from. I don't know why it exists. But if you have jewelry and the officials see you with jewelry in when you run, you're disqualified. So my girls with earrings and stuff, 
if they get caught with them or disqualified. And the boys, too. So, do they just, like, do they forget? Or do some of them yeah. refuse to take out the earrings? Or I don't what? think they refuse anymore, but they forget or don't think about it. Gotcha. Or they all say, I'm going to take them out before I run and then forget. And so they just don't think of it. It's fine. This week is our what we call cluster because our county is divided into sections mm -hmm. and so this is the cluster meet where all five of our schools get together and only the two fastest people for each event from each school run and then from there the fastest two people I think qualified to go on to counties next week okay well that sounds exciting it is and we have girls who should be able to go to county next week I was a little bit worried because my really fast girl sprained her knee last week she came to conference night on crutches oh no and I was like oh no what happened she's like I sprained my knee I was like okay but she walked into school today with no crutches and I asked her and she's like yeah I'm gonna be fine to run I was like okay then <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but she told me she's running. Well, that'll be exciting to hear how that goes. I hope she's yeah. she doesn't, you know, hurt herself anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it was because Wednesday, no, track meet was Wednesday. Thursday, she was walking around without crutches during the day. Mm -hmm. She was just kind of limping and hobbling around. And then Thursday night, she came and I saw her on crutches. Oh, wow. So... I don't know if she just needed to stay off it and the crutches were a precaution. Hmm. And how's everything else going? Wonderful. I went and got new glasses. Nice. Always a fun experience. They dilated my eyes, which was very interesting. Oh, I hate that. It was... I can't remember having it done in a really long time, mm -hmm. but it was a very weird feeling. It was blurry, but not blurry, and my eyes hurt, and... The sun was too bright, but I still couldn't see the sun. <laughs> it was blurry. So it was just a bunch of, my eyes don't know what they're doing all at the same time. <laughs> right. Just confusion. Go home, yeah. eyes, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, it was very much that. And so, but my new glasses are really nice. I see much better with them than Good. I ever would. So I'm excited. Nice. Nice. And Katie, how about you? How are things going with you? school getting a little less hectic um not really it always gets more hectic right before break mm. so even though we just got back from thanksgiving break because it was so late this year like disciplinary referrals all over the county have been <laughs> sky high <laughs> everybody's just sick of each other they're ready to go home um, but we got back from Thanksgiving break, of course, and now we've got the rest of this week and Monday through Thursday next week. And then we will be out until January 6th. Glorious January 6th. That is a crazy long break. I was so surprised this year to find out my kids have like two full school weeks off for Christmas break. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my kids? Yeah. <laughs> I have to yeah. work sometime. <laughs> It is a long break this year. We've all kind of said the same thing because usually we're back to work on the second, third at the latest. And um, this year we're out from the 19th until the 6th. So I'll take it. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> oh. for you, right? 
Yes. It's an extra day, Katie. I'm jealous. Oh, you have to go back on the 5th or you don't get out till Friday? Friday. We have to go through Friday. And it's not even a half day. It's a whole complete day. And yeah. then we come back early on the 6th. Gotcha. <laughs> it's okay. Nine days left. Yes, I know. <laughs> not that we're counting, right? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to make the paper chains we used to make in elementary school. <laughs> I told one of my co-teachers, I'm like, we got to hang it on the wall. We'll take one down every day. Even our custodian, she came into uh, our building today, B House, and she was like, nine days, Miss Mead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, Miss Gwen, I'm counting. <laughs> so that I'm looking forward to that, just trying to get caught up on uh, everything, our final push here. We've got to finish up World War II before we get out for Christmas break, so... That's fun. I do like enjoy talking about that topic because I had a grandfather and a great grandfather, both veterans of World War II. So it's always really fun to bring in the personal aspects and memorabilia that they have from their time in the Army. Um, but definitely looking forward to Christmas break. How did you have a great grandfather and a grandfather involved in World War II? It was my great grandfather on my mom's side. And oh. my father on my dad's side. So it's not a father and a son fighting in the war together. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. On two different sides of the family. And my dad's parents were older when they had him than my mom's parents were I when they see. had her. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where things stand in South Carolina. Nice. <laughs> Trying to think if I have anything to report on. I'm sure I do. Oh, we put our Christmas tree up. So that's new. It's not new. It's it's old. We have a artificial tree. So I talked Jeff and the kids into getting that a few years back because I just got sick of buying new Christmas trees every year and dealing with the mess. And this one, I think, is just as much a hassle because you have to put the damn thing all together. And then you still get the little fake needles all over the place. So, <laughs> right. Um, and Jeff would really rather have a real tree. But he was okay with it as long as we got, like, a pine-scented candle so that it would smell like Christmas. <laughs> Fake it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just, just wasn't completely into it this year. Probably because I'm still, like, I've had a lot of ups and downs with my um, recovery post-delivery. So, like, and, and this week was more of a down week, whereas, you know, last week was more of an up week. Um, just been struggling a lot having some uh, issues where I can't run, which I'll get into later, and then not getting enough sleep and whatnot, but, but yeah, we got our, we got our tree up, and it's pretty, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to things being Christmassy, I guess. I was just thinking about, like, oh, it's getting close, I should probably start some shopping or something. (laughs) Wait, when am I gonna do all my Christmas baking? I hadn't thought about that yet. Like, oh, yeah. There's so much I'm going to have to do, and I'm going to end up being so stressed at the last minute. I know it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tis the season. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, it's one of the best times of year, so it'll be nice once it comes and then it's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so looking forward to that. And we'll have a special Christmas-themed episode next week, which will be nice. Um, we didn't even really talk about any of the show stuff before the show, which we normally do, but I didn't even think about that. We'll get to that later. But um, something Christmas-themed for next week, I think, would be good. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now that We're everybody's agreeable. on board with that. <laughs> um, and sure, we can acknowledge other holidays, too. There are other 
holidays besides Christmas. Yes, we've got Kwanzaa, I think, is the next one. Yeah, and um, I think Hanukkah's, Hanukkah's ongoing. Over. Oh, is it over? It was seven days starting someday in the week of Thanksgiving. I think it started on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day, yeah, I remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would be over by now. Okay. All right, well, happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrated Hanukkah. All right, well, let's get to our running. Um, I can go first. I don't have a lot to say. Um, I just did, I went out for a run Tuesday and um, ran about a third of a mile, and my leg was bothering me. Um, Wasn't painful, but just felt messed up, like really messed up. And it's been messed up pretty much ever since. So I have not run this week. It's not, I don't know what it is. It's, it's not painful. It's like you ever fall asleep in a weird position and wake up with a crick in your neck? Yes. yes. You know that feeling? Like that's what it feels like in my leg. Like it doesn't hurt. It just feels stiff or not quite right. So, um, hmm. but it's actually starting to feel better today. So I'm thinking hopefully maybe later on this week I might get out for a run. I'm just super paranoid because I don't know if maybe I just kind of did a little too much too soon my first week back out running with two races in one weekend. And I was sprinting pretty hard at the end of the last race. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but took a week off and uh, we'll be getting back into it hopefully by the end of this week but like I said I want to take it easy and not do too much too soon which I I think is after all the mistakes I've made in the past I think that's the best way to go so (laughs) so Katie you said that you had a race coming up right was that this past week it was yeah the um, reindeer run in Conway South Carolina Nice. And did you make it to your race? And did you run any runs before that? I did not get in any runs before the race on Saturday. I was, well, along with everything going on at school, mock trial is stepped up now and we're practicing two times a week. I'm also helping out with another group called We the People. It's a senior level AP, no, I'm sorry, AP government course to where they have to prepare answers to questions and a whole bunch of stuff but that's just more time after school that I don't have to run so no runs before the race unfortunately um but got up made myself get down there on time which was an accomplishment (laughs) and uh, I was actually running with a former student it was her birthday and she's had a lot of knee issues and had just gotten released from physical therapy and everything um, this past month. So she was looking forward to doing her first race after going through all these issues with her knee. So I, I knew it wasn't going to be a PR, but was just looking forward to getting out there and getting some miles under my belt. And um, Saturday they were calling for rain. So I was I was really, really paranoid that we were going to have to run in the rain for 3.1 miles. But thankfully, the rain held off. Not so thankfully, it was 100% humidity and 75 degrees at 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And the funny thing is, I can remember running this race last year 
freezing, being bundled up, gloves, scarf, toboggan, you name it, I had it on because we all know how much Katie loves to be cold. <laughs> so, you know, it was just seriously night and day because standing there waiting for the gun to go off before the race started, we were just sweating, standing there doing nothing. So very, very hot race, very, very uncomfortable because, and I, I posted on my Facebook account, literally I go from 19 degrees at start time for the turkey trot to 75 degrees start time for the reindeer run. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of adjustment, you know, kind of had to be made. Running in shorts and uh, a tech shirt in December was not exactly what I had expected. But overall, really good run. Um, like I said, I, I went slower so that I could run with her. And overall, though, I felt really good. I felt like I could have gone a lot further and a lot faster. And especially there at the end, we pretty much full out sprinted for the last two tenths. Nice. And um, I was keeping up with her. I was like, heck yeah, I'm keeping right up with a 19-year-old. Go me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, right when we got to the finish line, because it was her birthday, I just kind of put on the brakes to be like, it's your birthday, go! (laughs) And uh, let her cross right in front of me. But then when I looked at the reports, the result report, they had us at the exact same time. So, you know, my good deed did not go unpunished, I suppose. (laughs) Was this the same girl that ran the Divas half? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, it was. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she had had a lot of issues with her knee this year and um, was just getting out of physical therapy. But she's still running and, and um, loving it. So makes me feel good to know that I helped her get involved in running. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. So you ended up enjoying the race aside from being hot? Aside from being hot, yes. It was a really nice race. Um, it's one of the largest races that our local running club sponsors. So even though we have a lot of, you know, outside events come in to put on races in Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle Beach, this is the largest locally sponsored race. So um, I think there were about 700 runners that came out and, you know, had nice weather. I wish it was a little cooler, but at least it wasn't raining, so Mm -hmm. I won't complain. And uh, a great turnout, and the rain held off just long enough for us to get through the race, because at the end, and once they were done giving out awards, of course, they were dressed up like Rudolph, (laughs) handing out the awards, and playing Christmas music, and making all of the age group winners pose with an inflatable Santa and snowman. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really fun race. A lot of people run in holiday themed costumes you know maybe it's something that they've made themselves almost like the ugly christmas sweater themed race sure but how you could run in a sweater on that day i have no idea there were several people in homemade costumes that looked miserable because they were on fire but um overall really really fun race like i said the time was slow i think our time was 4102 oh that's not slow that's okay. my speed. <laughs> okay. Well, it was um, not as fast as it could have been. Okay. Let's go there. Yeah. We'll rephrase it. But like I said, the the purpose of it was just to have fun and run a race with her now that she's back out there and able to do it for her birthday. So overall, really, really good Saturday. Got home, showered, ran out to do some Christmas shopping, and it literally by 12 o'clock, it had dropped down to 48 degrees. <laughs> 
So I'm glad we got the run in when we did, because again, I'd much rather be warm than cold. Sure. Well, that sounds great and sounds like such a fun race. Um, do you have plans for this week? No races planned for this week. I was going to try to get a run in between work and recording tonight. However, I got stuck at work until almost six o'clock, so that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> um, tomorrow, I've got mock trial. Wednesday, we the people. Thursday, mock trial. Friday, I'm getting in the car to go home for my brother's college graduation. So I'm not exactly sure of what my running schedule will look like this week. I'm hoping maybe I can squeeze in a few miles in Kentucky, barring any ice getting that happens <laughs> when I get there. Right. So fingers crossed I can at least get in a run while I'm home. Oh, that'll be nice. It's such a nice yeah. place for you to run. I love it. I really, really do. Even if it is cooler, it's just so pretty and it takes my mind off actually running. So I, I do enjoy any opportunity I get to run in Kentucky. Okay. And you said your brother's graduating college? He is. He's he's the baby and he's the last one to graduate. So he'll be graduating on Sunday. What is it with your family? It's like every weekend there's a new major life event going on. <laughs> Good timing, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Congratulations to your brother. Yes, definitely. Hard earned. Nice. Um, and Megan, last week when we spoke to you, you were on day five of your running streak. So tell us, how did that go? I made it to day six, which is beautiful. <laughs> and I, we had the, no, I might have made it to day seven. I made it to day seven. That sounds a lot better. That was a whole week worth. So you ran every day for a full week? Yes, I did. That's impressive. You had never done that before. I've never no, done that never before. No, never done that before. Oh, no. But I, we had to track me Wednesday night, which put me at work from 7 a.m. until 8.30, I think it was, at night. And I managed to, at the track meets, the way the track is set up to get into the stands, there's stairs, but they actually block the last lane of the track. So during the meet, they're slid up on the side so there's actually no stairs to get back up into the stands and I had to go into the stands to get one of the girls and I managed to bang both of my knees oh. really hard against a metal fence pole Oh! and so I have a big purple bruise that looks really pretty <laughs> and stuff and I was just really tired after the track meet and after uh, a long day at work and I'd been battling some hamstring issues after the half and after the 5k and then running for seven days mm -hmm. it was just they'd been really painful and I could tell I'd move my hamstring a certain way like if I rolled over in bed sleeping it would really hurt and so I was kind of going with I was tired and my hamstrings were hurting mm -hmm. that I didn't want to cause an issue when sure. I didn't necessarily need to and the half training is more important to me than a streak so I just kind of let it go okay and I had I've been having Brad roll out my hamstrings for me and how are your hamstrings feeling now they're feeling much better after taking it's been about a week now five days off I haven't run and I have been rolling them out and I haven't had the issues so I think it was good to not run. 
I would say that's a really wise call just because you you do want to get your next half marathon um, done well you know you want to approach the training smartly so I think that's a good idea um, how did you en- enjoy the streak I mean was it difficult with the the hamstrings acting up or did you like getting out there to do a mile every day I liked getting out there to do a mile every day and I liked just running a mile for a while too just getting out there and just telling myself to go do a mile because it was pretty fun to think of running in terms of just a mile mm-hmm. versus having to get ready for three or two or two and a half because it's fun to run just a mile sometimes. and it, it's over pretty quickly too yeah that's the one thing is I was doing them in about 10 minutes so instead of going having to do about 40 minutes mm-hmm. all told it was only 10 which was really nice well, that's great. Um, I want to do a streak sometime. I'll see how far I could get with it. I don't think I've ever run. I think the most I've run is six days in a row. And that was, I think, unintentionally. <laughs> I was just like, oh, crap. I've I, I run too many days in a row. What am I doing to my body kind of thing? <laughs> but, um, but, but that's great that you were able to do it for the time that you did and you didn't have any trouble getting out there. No, I didn't. So that was exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. So what is your plan for this week? I want to run at least twice, I think. I am scheduling uh, two 5Ks coming up on the 21st. We'll do a Jingle Bell run. And then there's this really cool 5K happening. That's a a once-in-a-lifetime chance. They're opening a connector interstate from the port of Tampa down to I-4 for anybody who knows it's like our I don't know where the cruise ships leave from to I-4 which is our kind of middle of the state interstate and it bypasses a lot of downtown Tampa Okay. but they just built it and it's opening and they're doing a 5k on December 28th where you get to run the connecting interstate, interstate bridge thing and it's only allowing a thousand people and it'll never be able to be done again because they'll never be able to close an interstate for it. That's cool. And kind they're of, shuttling people over there and stuff, so. Kind of like a historic thing. Yeah, because I really don't think they'll ever be able to shut down the interstate to get people to do it again. Mm. And so I'm excited about getting to participate in an opportunity like that. And it'll be cool to run on an interstate, I hope. <laughs> yeah, as long as there's no traffic, you're good, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't open until January. Although I'm guessing there may be some inclines. That's the one thing I'm thinking, but I'm not sure where they're going to start us off at because they're shuttling us up to the top of it, it sounds like, to the interstate. I'm not really sure. They don't have a map released or anything, of course. So it'll all be a surprise and fun that'd be fun if it was all like downhill <laughs> that would be really cool maybe it is three that's miles it. worth of downhill or downhill into flats if it's timed then that's like great opportunity to hit that pr that you've been well i mean yes. y- you have been pring but you know what i mean to hit the 30 minutes hmm. very cool don't, they don't have any information about it <laughs> yeah it'll be a fun surprise well that'll be cool i can't wait to hear about that too 
Yeah, so we're going to do that. So we'll have two 5Ks coming up in the next two weeks, three weeks, I think it technically is. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I don't have any 5Ks on the horizon until January. January 1st is my um, resolution 5K, and that'll be... uh, Actually, I did it last year, which was the, you know, New Year's Day race, just kind of to get everybody out there at the start of the year to kick off a year of fitness, I guess is the point of it. Um, And I'm looking forward to that. I have no expectation of doing better than last year, but I think that I will because last year I ran it with Anna. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. Um, But that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to catch up on all the late December, early January races when we come back after the Christmas break. But I think that is it for running for now. Up next, we have our weekly topic, which is running after an extended break. So our weekly topic this week is running after an extended break, or actually any break at all. We have all all three of us and probably most of the listeners have been there. Sometimes an illness, an injury, or a hectic schedule will prevent us from sticking to our running schedule. So we're going to go over a few tips on how you can handle a break in your training and return to running. And so Katie, how do we return to running after a short break? All right. Well, if you've been away from running for less than a week, it's possible to take up to a week off without losing any ground. In fact, a few days of rest may even improve your performance, especially if you've been feeling exhausted and sore. But after a week of not training, you'll quickly start to lose your fitness, a lot faster than it took you to build it up, unfortunately. (laughs) If you've been suffering from a cold or other short-term illness, make sure you're healthy enough to get back to running. The general rule of thumb for running with a cold is that if your symptoms are from the neck up, like a sore throat, runny nose, etc., then it's okay to run with a cold. If your symptoms are below the neck, like chest chest congestion, diarrhea, etc., it's best to wait until you're feeling completely healthy. If you haven't run for less than seven days, do not try to make up the miles that you missed. If you try to squeeze all your missed miles into a short period of time, you could be at risk for a running injury due to overtraining. Just pick up your training schedule where you left off. You may feel a bit sluggish during your first run back, but it should only take one or two runs before you're feeling like your old self. Nice. And yeah, I'm pretty sure we've all had breaks of a week or less. Yeah. Running running after having a cold or just... Like Megan's dealing with her hamstrings, I'm dealing with this thing that's going on in my leg. So we've all been there, and you really don't see a huge loss after a week. Maybe if you go more than a week, then that's when the fitness starts to to decline quicker. (laughs) So Megan, what if you've taken one or two weeks off from running? Well, if you've been out of your running shoes for only about a week or two, Start at about half the distance you're running before the injury. If you are recovering from an injury, go easy when you first return to running because if you run too hard, you risk re-injuring yourself. You should be able to build back to your formal level in about two to four weeks. So if you take off one to two weeks of running, you get back to where you were in two to four weeks. That's a little little frustrating, I guess, but I guess that's a incentive to maintain the fitness instead of losing it right yeah that's 
the time discrepancy there. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I think so, too. And I'm trying to think, like, how many weeks has it been for me? I don't even know. <laughs> so if you have stopped running for more than two weeks, you need to be conservative when you return to running. Okay. Messed that one up. <laughs> Chances are you haven't run for more than two weeks because you've been injured, so make sure that you're definitely ready to come back. If you've been under the care of a medical professional, make sure you get cleared to return to running. If you're not ready to come back, you could possibly cross-train in the meantime if it doesn't affect your injury. Once you're ready to run again, don't assume you have to run your entire distance. Start with a run-walk approach. As you build your endurance, you'll be able to extend your running segments and reduce your walking time. In the beginning, take a day off after every running day. For your weekly mileage, you'll need to gradually work up to your previous level. And don't keep making jumps in your mileage. It's good to get comfortable with a specific weekly mileage by staying there for a couple weeks and then bump up your distance. So this is what I've been trying to work out in my head. Like, I want to train to run a half marathon in the spring and then train through the summer and fall to run a full marathon. And I'm like, all right, how can I safely get my mileage up? And uh, it involved running pretty much this week and last week, which I haven't been doing. <laughs> so um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm a little nervous, but um, I don't, I think I can be a little more conservative about what my mileage goals are before doing each race. Like, I think I wanted to get up to like 25, 30 miles before the half, and I don't know if that will happen. Um, I just feel like that would be a good place to be, like fitness-wise, but I don't mm -hmm. want to push it at the same time. And then I was hoping to get up to like 45 or 50 by the fall, which is very ambitious for me because I've never gotten up past, like, never gotten up to like 30, really. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know how that will work out. I just want to figure out the safest and most... I basically, I just want to get to the finish line without killing myself, you know, so, <laughs> right. and, and I don't want to kill myself in the process, so that's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out mathematically, planning out all of next year's mileage ahead of time, like, how can I do this without screwing up, and I'm sure I'll talk more about that later, because right now I'm not trying to think about that, because I don't want to put any pressure on myself to get out there before I'm ready. So as, as I said, you know, you really need to make sure that you have the medical clearance to return to your routine. And, and so that's what I think is most important at this point that I um, get the okay from the doctor and uh, I'll find that out in my six week checkup. But in the meantime, just taking it really, really easy before I start getting into any serious training. So, so I think that covers the fundamentals of returning to running after an extended break. Up next, we have our Runner Girl Recommends. My recommend for this week is, um, well, really kind of ties into the not being able to run thing. Um, I recently had a baby, and um, because of that, I've had a significant amount of weight to lose to get back into running shape and since I haven't been able to do much running I've really been trying to focus on um, my diet to to cut calories and to lose weight and um, doing a lot of research on reddit I figured that I was gonna go with a keto diet I 
normally try to stick to a paleo diet for weight maintenance. Um, being somebody who likes to bake and eat um, baked goods, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to stay too far from carbs. But the keto diet is definitely a more uh, strict version of a low-carb diet. It emphasizes a higher fat intake and protein intake and a lower carb intake, but generally more emphasis on fat than protein and then carbs and also keeping an eye on the calories as well so that's what I've been working on and I don't feel like I've actually hit ketosis ketosis is where you're where you take in a low enough amount of carbs that your body is burning fat for energy instead of the carbohydrates that you're taking in so I think that the range of carbs varies by person it could be between like 20 grams of carbs a day and 50 grams of carbs a day, something like that. Um, I don't even think I've hit a single day where I've kept it as low as 20 anyway. I, I've, I've kept it under 50 some days, but, but I'm still losing weight, which is really nice. Um, just by significantly cutting the carbs in my diet, it's, it's helped a lot. And I've lost about 15 pounds so far, and probably five of those due to dieting, and, and the first 10 pounds due to pumping breast milk for the baby after I, after I had the baby. Um, but after I stopped pumping, the weight stopped moving. <laughs> so that's when I started doing the, the keto, which I've really been focusing on the last week or so. And I, I found it incredibly helpful. Like I said, I've probably lost about five pounds on it already. And uh, I don't know if that's water weight or, or what, but... Um, definitely going to stick with it for a while and uh, eating a lot of fat and protein is good because it helps you to feel full like I don't feel hungry during the day like it's so easy for me to skip a meal and like not notice it no I'm not advocating skipping meals but it's it's easy to forget to eat when you're not hungry um, so it's something you have to keep an eye on if you want to keep your energy level throughout the day but um, I definitely recommend the keto diet for weight loss if like me, your running has stalled and, and you are concerned about putting weight on. So that is my recommend for this week. Megan, what is your recommend? My recommend is January gym deals. And with, you know, New Year's resolutions and everything coming around, a lot of the gyms do deals. I got a flyer in the mail recently for UFIT which I have to check in to see if they're worth it, but they were offering a full year's membership for $114. Nice. Which equals out to less than $10 a month. Wow. Which is really good considering everything I've been finding is like 30 That is really good. There's a, a gym that's near me, um, Planet Fitness, which I think is more of a national chain now, I believe, um, that offers like $99 a year. And they I think they only offer that you know, right around the beginning of the year uh, as well. So now is the time to join a gym. Yes, and take advantage of those deals they offer slash have. Yeah. Actually, I have a recurring gym membership that I can't remember the last time I used. <laughs> and I was thinking about that, like, oh, I should do that sometime when I, you know, I'm allowed to go to the gym again. Um, does this UFIT gym, is this one of the... I'm just wondering how similar it is to Planet Fitness. Is it just like a gym that has the machines or do they also offer classes and have like swimming, other stuff? I posted on the XX Fitness subreddit asking about other people's experiences with UFIT mm -hmm. to see if they, what they thought of it and everything. Because 
I mainly like it for the treadmill. So as long as it has a treadmill, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But if it has other things, I'll be even happier. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm mainly in the summer and everything, it's nice. Or when it's the rainy season, it's nice to have access to a treadmill. And the other thing is they're 24-hour. Yes, mine is too. Um, and that's a great thing. And they offer incentives as far as um, pizza one night a, one <laughs> night a month and like bagels every Monday or something like that. So little things like that. But I, th- I think of my gym as more of an economy type gym. You know, they don't have the perks of a 30, 40, 50, 60 dollar a month gym such as, you know, a hot tub and a sauna <laughs> and a swimming pool and aerobics classes, that kind of thing. It's really just the machines. You know. Yes, well, UFIT markets itself as a health club, apparently. Ooh. So that might have some bearing on what they do. More amenities. Maybe. I I have to look more into it. I might have to actually go to one <laughs> and talk to them about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it'll be interesting. I really, the selling point to me, too, was um, 24 hours because a lot of gyms open at 6 which is when I have to be to work at 7.10, a gym opening at 6 is not as helpful. It would give me like 30 minutes to do anything. So are you anticipating going to the gym like on your way to school? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I believe you. Contain your enthusiasm. (laughs) But it also gives me the ability to go after work without having to worry too. Mm. If I get there at 8 or whatever then it's, oh, I have to go, whether it's in the morning or at night. (laughs) So we'll see when it ends up happening, and it gives me the ability to go maybe before work once or twice a week and after work once or twice a week. It's much more flexible. And because I graduated, I don't have access to my school gym anymore. Right. Yeah, you really can't beat that, like 100, would you say 114? Yes, so it equals... I haven't done the math, but it's less than $10 and more than 9 Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, check out your local gym for deals in January. And Katie, what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is actually something that I got in a swag bag for a race. That was probably the most useful thing I've ever gotten as a freebie in <laughs> in one of the swag bags. But I did check online, and these are available for purchase online as well. And what it is is it's basically just a little clip-on neoprene sleeve that is used to hold a tube of chapstick. And I clip it on to my running belt so that it's always there, and I always know exactly where it is, and... If I'm in a longer run, I don't have to dig through my pockets. And it's not like you can have a whole bunch of stuff in those little pockets anyway. But it's easy access. You grab it, you pull it out of the sleeve, you put it on, and you pop it right back in the sleeve. And the neoprene does a really great job at gripping the tube of chapstick. So even just, you know, being out in the open and flipping around, being clipped onto my belt, it doesn't go anywhere. The chapstick is always really secure right there in it. They do also have a different design that I found online that's more like a badge pull. 
You know how oh, lots yeah. of people who work in the healthcare industry have the badge pulls where you can clip that onto a belt and just pull it up rather than taking it out of the neoprene sleeve. Um, but either of those options I think would work really great. The one that I personally have though is the neoprene sleeve. So nice little easy access gadget, especially for running in cold weather when you're going to use a lot of chapstick. Yeah. It's really nice to have. I was going to say, like, I could definitely use that during the winter. Like, my lips get so chapped when, I, when I'm running outside. Um, and then, do they make them in other sizes? Because I want one of those badge pole things for my pepper spray. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not sure. I always end up, like, just carrying it in my hand because my, my pepper spray doesn't have, like, a clip or anything. Um, it's got a right. little... Um, loop like I could attach it to my belt but it would be really difficult to get off if I needed it quickly but the badge pull mm-hmm. would be really really handy so I'm gonna have to look into that but that is mm. clever the clip on chapstick sleeve and it looks like Amazon has it for just like four bucks or something so yep mm-hmm. very cool all right great recommends tonight girls up next we have our runner girl of the week <laughs> All right, this week's Runner Girl of the Week is uh, another Runner Guy of the Week, and this is Lou from Pittsburgh, and I believe I mentioned Lou before. He was trying to run basically like a half marathon streak where he was running a half marathon almost every day. I think he got up to like 15 or 16 in a row or something ridiculous. Um, Well, I happened to check Daily Mile today looking for my Runner Girl, and I saw this post from Lou, and he said... I hit my 100 goal. Today I completed my 100th half marathon plus of 2013, which I believe is half marathon distance or greater. And it is only fitting that I completed it on the exact same trail as my first and under the exact same conditions, which were a snow and ice covered trail on a 30 degree day. Back on January 2nd, when I completed the first half of 2013, I set the 100 goal, which I honestly didn't think I would reach, much, much less complete with three weeks left in the year. I am a very goal-driven individual, and if I'm told I cannot do something, it's on. I also set a goal to run 3,000 miles this year, and I am quickly approaching that goal as well. I live to run and run to live. Keep running. And um, I just I love everything about that. It's like crazy like not I'm not saying lose crazy I'm just saying crazy to me to even think to attempt to do anything like that I mean it really comes out to be like two half marathons every week for a year right that's crazy about 50 yes. weeks in a year something like that yeah <laughs> um but he actually ran his 100th half marathon in uh one hour 45 minutes so just just great all around and um uh, ambitious goal of 3,000 miles. I know how hard it is to get that many miles in as well. I mean, I have trouble just getting up to like five or 600 in a year. So 3,000 is astronomical to me. So great job, Lou. Definitely. Good job. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. So if Katie was going to pursue the half marathon every month that would be 12 half marathons in a year which i think would be amazing in itself and then you would multiply that by i don't know how many times 12 goes into 100 but several (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh really puts things in perspective great job (laughs) 
Up next, we have Weekly Scavenger Hunt. And yes, our Weekly Scavenger Hunt lives to see another week. This week's Scavenger Hunt list is Christmas Lights, A Race Medal, Something Icy, A Star, and A Reindeer. And just want to give a shout out to Tammy again and Deborah for sharing their many pictures from um, last week's scavenger hunt list and if you would like to participate with this week's list you can email your photos to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com or you can post to instagram or our twitter account at runnergirlsshow with the hashtags runnergirlsphoto or runnergirlsscavengerhunt and we will collect all of the photos and share them on an album on our website and also on our twitter feed and link to facebook as well so you keep sending in your photos and we will keep that scavenger hunt going and up next we have feedback all right megan so what's our feedback this week our feedback was a facebook message from ann and she says hey ladies it is silly that i haven't ever commented or sent you a message yet i have been listening for about a year now oh since like the beginning And I have enjoyed listening to the banter, chatter, recommends, and suggestions. I'm from Minnesota, have a degree in health fitness, and will be going back to school for nutrition therapy. Right now, I am teaching reading and math in a K-2 second grade school and loving it. So every time I hear comments about school stuff, I completely understand and giggle along with you girls. Previous to working at the school, I had been a baker for three years, so Sue's Bakery sounds so exciting and brings out the baker girl in me. I have been running for a couple years, getting just a bit more serious about it, and starting to train for my first half marathon about a year ago, which is when I did an iTunes search for a running podcast and found you. I have found myself laughing out loud in the middle of a run thanks to you fine ladies. (laughs) This past October, I ran my first half marathon and crossed the finish line in just over two hours. Two hours and 23 seconds. And 23 seconds over my target time which in a half marathon, 23 seconds is almost negligible, right? We'll say so. Yes. And was officially hooked. I have run two 5Ks since then and have surprised myself with how far a bit of determination, personal goals, self-motivation, and encouragement from loved ones does in fact go. I will be running more half marathons in the future and have a goal of running a full marathon by my 30th birthday, just under three years from now, and hope to keep running and being active for years to come. Thanks for being with me through this on my first time around. And this past spring, I ran a marathon relay in Rochester, Minnesota, and it was a blast. There are lots of races in the fall, spring up here. Bulls have relays 10K, 5K. So if races ever bring any of you up here, let me know. I'd love to catch a run with you. I'm not on Daily Mile, but I am on Map My Run. So if any of you use that, find me. I have no friends on MMR. Thanks again (laughs) and be well. Um, well, I have mapped my run, but I never use it. So I could add you, but I would never see anything on there. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have any friends on map my run, why don't you come over to Daily Mile and post there? And maybe someday you'll be a runner girl of the week. Yes. Um, and we're more likely to see your, your runs that way. But that is so cool. Like, sounds like she can relate to all of us in some way. Yeah, that's yeah, always cool. I was just going to say another teacher. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that she has both the bakery background and then the teaching 
background now so that she really can, like you said, relate to all of us in some way, shape or form. And I think, Megan, when you read the line out loud about her um, laughing mid run due to us, I can totally relate to that because I'll do that listening to podcasts as well, like running around and then just bust out laughing. I know people are looking at me like, (laughs) what is wrong with her? But I can totally understand where she's coming from. I'm glad we could make you laugh. (laughs) Yeah, I've done that, too. Because I listen to podcasts like always when I run. Well, not always. Sometimes there's music, but um, usually podcasts I listen to when I'm running or when I'm at work. So I spend a good deal of my week listening to podcasts, and there's always something each day that'll make me laugh. So, mm-hmm. so that's cool that we get to be that for her. Yay! <laughs> and by the way, if you cross the finish line in two hours and twenty three seconds. Um, I would say that 23 is under 30 seconds. You can round down on that. Just call it two hours and you're good. (laughs) That's what I would do. I'd be like, oh, it was about two hours. I would totally do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for listening and for writing in, Anne. And I think that's it for this week. Katie, do you have a quote for us? I do. Um, With this week, we saw the the passing of a very inspirational person in the world, Nelson Mandela, of course. And lots of people were speaking um, about not only how much he affected his home country of South Africa, but also how his words gave inspiration and strength to people all over the globe. And this quote kept coming up. And I think it is especially applicable in running. And that quote says, it always seems impossible until it's done. So as many times as we look at a race or think about the half marathon or think about a full marathon or an ultra, whatever your challenge is, it can always seem impossible until you're actually out there crossing the finish line. And then when you're done, then of course you can enjoy the the reward of all your hard work. But just a really great quote there. And I think it's, it's fitting for this week, of course, since he passed away this week. Yeah, I really like that. And when you speak of, um, using it in terms of running it makes me think of when roger bannister broke the four minute mile and for the longest time people thought you know it's impossible for a human to run a mile in under four minutes and then once it was done how many people did it after that like Mm -hmm. more than a couple (laughs) right i don't know how many off the top of my head but i know definitely several people have done it since so um just another just example of of it it seems impossible until someone does it and then all of a sudden it's like this totally possible thing that you can do if you work your butt off to do so yes um you know i'm never going to be there but (laughs) 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 there's another well me saying it's impossible i guess (laughs) so that's a really great quote katie thank you Mm-hmm. And that is it for episode 18 of season three. Join us next week when we will be talking about gifts for runners. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. All episodes will be available at runnergirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run. <laughs>